Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Yes, uh, I may sound a little winded. It's the sound of the times. My son and my daughter-in-law had to go to check to see if they were COVID positive. So that doesn't spell good for me. But... um, We will soldier on because, as I've stated before, there's no going into the um, hospital, no going, just dig a hole and dump me on in the backyard. We don't need to go through all the formalities. We don't need to bother everyone. So I'm awaiting those tests. Um, it is what it is, but how do they say it? On with the show. <laughs> On with the show. Uh, let's see. Very interesting week. Very interesting. We've got... Um, we've got... Uh, I'll speak about the lie of capitalism through Richard Wolff. I'll speak about the liar, Amy Coney. I don't want to mispronounce her name. Amy Coney Barrett. 
it seems that she has left a lot of things out of her um, papers when she submitted her resume to the committee. And that in in and of itself should be disqualifying. Because if you can't remember to include everything, why should you be including anything? And we'll have that discussion. And um, you can have that discussion with me. 516-666-9516. That's 516-666-9516. I do have more of my my favorite guy who speaks it the way it should be spoken. Yes, yes, that's right, Mr. Keith Olbermann. <laughs> he's torching, he's torching Trump, Coney Barrett. He's torching the Republicans. And I know a lot of you say, uh, he's always against Republicans. Yeah, damn right. You are absolutely right. It appears that Republicans are the only party wishing to do us harm. It's not the Democrats aren't used, look, looking to do us harm, but let me put it like this. They don't even know how to fight Republicans, so how the hell are they going to do anybody any harm? This woeful malfeasance when it comes to fighting back or getting the message through. But we can all talk about that this evening. And um, let's not forget they, they are voting and they are voting now and they are ramming through a Supreme Court justice now. She could she can she could have killed a house full of babies. She could have burned down a school and killed thousands of children. They'd still confirm her. You see, because Republicans know nothing if they don't know to walk in a lockstep. And that's how they roll. They wield power and they use their power when they have it, unlike Democrats. I heard uh, Joe Biden say that uh, I'm not particularly for adding more justices to the court. Why not? Why not? Republicans have already started beating you over the head with the question, are you going to pack the courts? Are you going to pack the courts? And instead of Kamala or Joe replying, no, we're not going to pack the courts. We're going to do what you did, pack the courts. And the Supreme Court should be made 
neutral. It should be made, I would call it, irrelevant. They should come in and, like Ellie Mastal said, don't add two or three, add ten judges. All far left-wing leaning judges. Hardcore progressives. Hardcore Green New Deal. And when Republicans come in, they can add ten more until the stench of hypocrisy reaches just to the bottom of their chin from the floor up. I cannot tell you that would be the best move for the Democrats at this point when it comes to the highest court in the land. Make John Roberts nullify him and nullify the power swing as they push Coney Barrett on with their hypocritical move. Because what it looks like now, Trump isn't trying to win. Trump is not trying to win this election. He continues to host super spreaders. He is advocating for herd immunity without telling anyone. All the people, the science that he's following, you can look in those backgrounds and find herd immunity as a, I'll call it, you can look for that as a template of what they're looking to do. So take it for what it's worth. I did pull a clip out on uh, on herd immunity. And it, 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 I gotta tell you, it's just—it's—he mentions herd immunity, and he talks about it about two to six million dying once we reach herd immunity. This virus. We can't find a, a um, an antidote to the flu or to the common cold. And we won't be able to find a cure for this COVID-19. It'll be with us from now on. And I want everybody to listen to this. Because it basically rings true. It basically says two to six million won't just die this year. Two to six million will die every year, every single year. Antidote or not, a cure to the virus or not. We get, we get flu shots, 
We get flu shots every year, don't we? Why? Because there's no remedy to this virus. And I want you to listen to this because you listening to this means that I don't have to expend a lot more air out of my lungs. Stark, alarming reality this morning. 36 states seeing an increase in new coronavirus cases. All the states there in red. You need to notice when you look at that, this map, there's something else remarkable. No states in green, Allison, which means what? There are zero states showing a decline in cases right yeah, now? Yeah, and the last time we saw a map that looked like this was early April. Okay. Joining us now is Professor William Hazeltine. He's a former professor. forthcoming autobiography, My Lifelong Fight Against Disease, is out next week. So no states in decline, Professor. 50,000-plus new cases reported in the last 24 hours. Hospitalizations at a level we have not seen since the end of August. We've been worried about this possible winter surge. It's not even a month into fall, and we're seeing this alarming increase. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells us that we don't have this uh, pandemic, this epidemic under control. And I'm extremely concerned that the president is being advised by people who speak of herd immunity. Herd immunity is another word for mass murder. That is exactly what it is. If you allow this virus to spread as they are advocating, we are looking at two to six million Americans dead, not just this year, but every year. The reason for that is that there is no such thing as herd immunity. These viruses, coronaviruses, come back year after year and infect the very same people. We know that from very detailed studies of the viruses, their cousins, the coronaviruses that cause colds. Every year they come back and infect the same people, the same virus. This is an unmitigated disaster for our country to have people at the highest levels of our government countermanding our best public health officials. We know this epidemic can be put under control. Other countries have done it. We are doing the opposite. Professor, I just want to underscore what you just said because I think it's so important. This is not the chicken pox. This is like the flu shot that we have to get every year. And the reason we get a flu shot every year is because there's no herd immunity. It comes back every year. And so, in other words, the White House is operating on a false premise. It's based on this paper by a libertarian think tank that I think that Dr. Scott Atlas has kind of championed at the White House. And basically what they are doing, they're embracing this concept. And the concept is let it gallop freely. Let COVID gallop freely, particularly through younger people who seem to not die at the rate of older people. And then they think that that will somehow help herd immunity, um, but they would protect, they claim, somehow older people from doing that. So they're in, I mean, that's the challenge right there. But the whole thing is wrong. I mean, from the get-go, it's wrong. And when you see President Trump at these rallies like he was last night, where he is I mean, frankly, some of what he's saying there sounds a little bit like a game show. Who has it? Who's had it? Who's, who's immune? I'm immune. Raise your hand. Are you immune? We're all immune. It's just all wrong. It's, it's wrong, and there is no real evidence that there is immunity, long-lasting immunity. In fact, there's quite a bit of evidence to the contrary. People have been reinfected by the virus that causes COVID. We know that. 
Uh, absolutely, we know it definitively. And from long studies of the cousins of these viruses, we know how persistent they can be. I'm pleased that you raised flu. People are hoping the vaccine will eliminate this disease. Well, it hasn't eliminated flu. And the kind of criteria being put forward for the vaccines that are now going through, even the ones that have had some trouble recently, uh, is not that they protect you from infection. It's that they moderate the symptoms. They're looking for a vaccine a lot like flu. And we know that flu is still with us. And this disease is a lot more dangerous than flu. There's many indications now it's more transmissible and it's certainly more lethal. I should also say one other thing about the young people. It's true that on average young people don't die as often, but more young people are being infected and more young people are now dying. Because you're young, you're not immune. There's one thing we've seen repeatedly, which is when young people get it, older people get it too. It, it, we are not protecting the older populations. People are still dying at alarming rates from this. When you, I want to make sure people understand what has changed over the last few days is that the White House now seems to be explicitly endorsing the concept of herd immunity. There was a background phone call. White House officials who didn't want to be named, they supported this document from this think tank that Allison was talking about that says we need to let young people get infected. When you know that the White House is endorsing this explicitly, it informs your view of the super spreader event at the White House at the Rose Garden. You know, the White House perhaps didn't put any protections in place, let people sit in the Rose Garden unmasked because they don't care if people get it. They want some people to get it. And we learned overnight that another person, I think we have a picture of this, was infected at that Rose Garden super spreader event. This is where Amy Coney Barrett uh, was announced as a nominee. Uh, the That's wife, the indoor portion of the event, which is, you know, uh, even more dangerous. It is. It is. I mean, the outdoor portion, too. People were hugging and kissing. They may have caught it out there. That is the wife of Labor Secretary Eugene Scalia right there. We now know she has tested positive at this super spreader event, which may be called, you know, like they had chicken pox parties. Maybe this was a COVID party. Honestly, it had the same impact of that right now. So now we have this explicit endorsement, Professor, and it does inform what we can expect from the White House over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think that the um, point that you're hearing me and you'll hear other public health officials talk about this in very different terms now that it's more explicit. It was implicit in many of the policies. The states were being instru given instructions by the White House not to enforce rules against bars, not to make masks mandatory. That was implicit. Explicit is another thing. Explicit is close to promoting death amongst our country, fellow countrymen. As I say, this means the policy that seems to be f being followed now is to have two to six million Americans die this year and next year and the year after. We have to change. And I there you have it. Now, think about it. Here you have a botched response to this virus. You have a Republican president. You have a Republican Senate. And all of those people are responsible. The Democrats have an opportunity to hang this around the Republicans' neck for decades to come. And don't shy off about what you say, how you say it, and who you blame for it. You must reach deep down into their soul and pull their damn hearts out. 
because they followed this man step by step. Joe Biden going into the White House at this point will not have the ignorance of the people of the United States. What he'll have is the defiance of 40% of the people who follow Trump. And if he loses, they will fold their arms and continue to refuse to wear masks. And at that point, this is why you hang this around the neck of the Republican Party. And you have to use this, never let a good, how do they say it? Never let a good emergency go to waste. Well, this is an emergency. And you hang it around the necks of the Republican Party. At least, at least you will benefit from this for years to come. You must use this for your own political folly. You have, we have to get rid of the old guard in the Democratic Party. That's being Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Dick Durbin. That also has to include people who want to give you that illusion that they are moderates. There are no moderates. And this should be all for one at this point. And you have to take it seriously. I came across, I came across um, a few more clips, and one of the clips. One of the clips is of um, my man Keith Olbermann because he seems to be looking to get back from the sports genre into the political arena once more. 516-666-9516. Is the number if you want to reach me You can call me to talk about The topics Or you can call me to talk about Whatever the hell you want to talk about But don't call me With the BS You sell bullshit across the street Because we're all stocked up here I don't have Time To deal with these so-called independents. Not a damn independent. And all of you undecided. What the f- is an undecided? If you don't know by now who the hell you want to vote for, who the hell is doing the least amount of damage to this country, A, you're not an American and B, you have turned your back on democracy. 
you have to pay the piper. Always make sure your servant's towel is larger than your ego. Ego is the anesthetic that deadens the pain of stupidity. And if you're an undecided, you stupid. You are very stupid. So we have to stop mincing words. We have to make sure that we get the message out. I may even go and try to um, find a job. And that job is going to be messaging for the Democratic Party. I want you to, <clears throat> I say I got three pieces. I want you to listen to to Overman as he lambastes and as he pulls the rug out from under this orange clown. Two liars, two frauds on divergent paths since the 26th of September reunited today Donald Trump liar and Amy Coney Barrett liar. The story of the judge who has already decided the case in her mind and the start of her Senate hearing, also known as Super Spreader the Sequel, in a moment. First, so Trump says he is now immune from COVID-19. Quote, I can't get it and can't give it. Regeneron has cured him. Cured him of what? He's still a psychopath. He is still negligently or deliberately a mass murderer. He's still lying and still having his doctor put out lies, deliberate, easily disproved lies about Trump's condition that should cost that doctor his Navy commission and his license as a physician. Because only one of these two things can be true. There is either no test that shows the presence of COVID-19, but tells you you are no longer capable of transmitting it, and Trump and Dr. Conley are lying about how you can get a virus that is currently infecting more than 50,000 Americans a day, a virus that is currently the dominant life form on this planet, or there is such a test proving non-transmissibility, and Trump is keeping it to himself and not letting anybody else use it. Oh, and the Regeneron thing, why does he keep mentioning this by name, trying to sell this stuff as a miracle cure for the virus whose tightening grip on this country is entirely his fault, insisting he will give Regeneron to everybody free? It's a money scam, another goddamned Donald Trump money scam, because there is always a goddamned Donald Trump money scam. The New York Times reported over the weekend that Trump pitched this bit of theater to his enablers. After walking out the door of Walter Reed Hospital, he would struggle for several steps. Then, thanks to Regeneron, slowly unbutton his shirt to reveal that under it he was wearing the logo of Superman. Am I making this up? I wish I were making this up. Instead, they settled for that video from the White House. You remember it? Trump pimping the experimental COVID drug manufactured by Regeneron, saying, I call it a cure, insisting he felt perfect, even as his eyes continued to look more shrunken and more empty than usual, and even as he continued to have trouble breathing and speaking, and even as they had to edit out something in the middle. The Regeneron video had everything but a 1-800 number to call. Order today, and you'll also receive this, my virus healing travel pillow. Won't cost you a nickel. There will be a small fee for shipping and handling. It's a scam. 
there is always a scam. As late as 2017, maybe in 2018, maybe in 2019, but certainly as late as 2017, one of the stockholders in Regeneron was Donald Trump. Regeneron, whose billionaire CEO is now worth $400 million more than he was last March, and who has been a member at the National Westchester Golf Club in Briarcliff, New York, owned by Donald Trump. Regeneron, which not three months ago received $450 million in Operation Warp Speed funding from Donald Trump. Regeneron, whose CEO went on TV yesterday touting his own drug that still hadn't been approved by anybody, and the alleged efficacy of which is based solely on how well Donald Trump is, when it looks like Trump has now colored his entire head, not just his hair, with Easter egg dye. And oh, by the way, if you saw the Regeneron CEO on TV, it looks like he uses Easter egg dye, too, and he purports to be a scientist. Regeneron, whose stock price went up $50 a share a week ago and $6 more a share Friday and $3 today, even though they only have 50,000 doses of this stuff, whose spokesman says, sure, the CEO knows Trump, but that's just because they were neighbors. They never had regular contact or talked any business until this year when they started talking about COVID-19, the Regeneron scam is Trump trying to raise the stock price of his pal's company. By the way, what if somebody was pushing the other drug that Trump was unexpectedly given in the hospital and the company that makes it, Gilead, and it turned out that somebody also owned Gilead stock? Would that be a problem? Because you know who owned Gilead stock as recently as 2017? There is always a scam. If Trump were dying and the planet were literally blowing up as the lava spewed and the atmosphere burst into flames, Trump would turn to the body of the dead guy next to him and rifle its pockets to see if he could steal a $5 bill. There is always a scam. Speaking of scams and speaking of Gilead, this whole thing, of course, started in the White House Rose Garden on 26 September at the formal nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, as an associate justice of the Supreme Court. You know, the little shindig where Trump might as well have urged all the attendees, hey, before you leave, gather around a little closer so I can give you your going away present. And sure enough, what happens at the judge's Senate hearing as it opened today? Senator Mike Lee of Utah, who, just like Trump, is pretending he is cured of COVID-19, even though he was symptomatic 24 hours earlier, shows up without a mask and without any social distancing. He says he has a note from the congressional physician saying he is not contagious, except he lied about this. And the note only indicated that Lee claims to be cured and claims to not be contagious and claims to no longer be symptomatic. And all I could think was, is the attorney general there by any chance? We will gloss past Judge Coney Barrett's opening statement. I will note it sounded like it was penned by somebody who thinks the greatest words ever written were their own at the start of fourth grade in the essay, What I Did on My Summer Vacation. We will go directly to the senator's opening statements. All the Democrats talk about protecting their constituents whose lives depend on Obamacare. All the Republicans talk about how dare the Democrats keep attacking the judge's religion. Except the only senators who brought up her religion were Republicans, the drowning Jody Ernst and the simpleton fop from Missouri, Junior Hawley, 
That's because try as they might to make it about her religion, the Republicans have failed to do so. This isn't about the judge's religion. I don't care she's Catholic. I don't care Joe Biden's Catholic. I was raised Unitarian. We care that you find some way to connect with the rest of the universe. Which brand you use, we do not care. But you would think that somewhere, someone besides Coney Barrett, who lets their faith erase their loyalty to the Constitution and the law, would have noticed the 34 COVID-19 infections and the four further infections that have broken out at the school her high school kids go to and had some sense, you know, that maybe this is a sign from God that he or she doesn't want her on the Supreme Court because she's a bald-faced liar. Just three years ago, the then-professor Coney Barrett was confirmed by the Senate to the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court. At no point in her conversations with senators, in the paperwork a nominee is required to file, at no point did she happen to mention the two times when she appeared as part of paid advertisements against abortion rights. In 2013, she signed her name to a newspaper ad that referred to, quote, the Supreme Court's infamous Roe v. Wade decision. In 2006, she signed her name to another newspaper ad that called for the, quote, end to the barbaric legacy of Roe v. Wade. That ad was produced by an organization that also called for the prosecution of any doctor who provided an abortion. That this is about Roe v. Wade is important, but it's not as important as the fact that Trump's flying Senate monkeys are trying to pack the Supreme Court during a pandemic with a judge who not only already made up her mind about the kind of case she is likely to have to rule on, but she had already made up her mind based on personal, not legal reasons, and she had already made up her mind and made her opinions public twice, and then she lied by omission in an attempt to cover up the fact that she has made up her mind and literally advertised her prejudice in two newspaper advertisements. She is a liar. This is... Now... I don't know. I, I I played the clip. I grabbed the clip because I could not have said it better. This is what you must hang around the necks of Republicans. The Bill Barr, the perjury of a Bill Barr and his con, uh, confirmation and the lies he told, the Kavanaugh lies that he told and move to impeach Kavanaugh because he committed perjury and charge him. When it comes to going after your enemies, hell, I don't see a a better chance. I still say Donald Trump was only possible Because we did not go after W. Bush and Dick Cheney for their war crimes, their torture. We did not go after H.W. Bush for his pardoning of the Ronald Reagan traitors. At some point. Someone has to take up the battle and fight this fight. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm getting too damn old for this. 
And my voice is getting too damn old for this. And at what point, if you don't start fighting now, at what point will you start fighting? This makes no sense. I vote with the Democratic Party simply because the Republican Party is the worst of two evils. And I'll always say it. The Democratic Party is the lesser of two evils. But when has this country been anything other than evil? Somebody tell me that. 516-666-9516. Give me a break. Tell it like it is, give it a name. BS is BS. I don't care where you get it from, who you hear it from. You always have to have a place to take it to. You always have to have an ear to drop it on. I am tired of those people who consider themselves Democrats running around voting every other year, every other election. You vote in the presidential election, you damn well better vote in the off-season election. Because Barack Obama won in 2008 and Republicans inflicted such damage in 2010 that we find ourselves where we are now. This has to change. This better change. We do not have an option. We are all out of options. This is total war. We must fight them every step of the way, and we must come to a place where we can't get our feet up our foot above the gas. We cannot get our, let the pedal up for one minute because as I've always said, Republicans never go home. Never go home. And neither should we.
have to do that. We have to be fancy. And now, just a little bit, just a little word about our show. No matter what, know your values. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Law Right Now Talk Media. Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real, raw, right now. The I Declare Show. Real, raw, right now, talk media. I Declare. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I Declare. It's real, raw, and right now. The I Declare Show with India Declare. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Saturday, 10 p.m. Join us live and live it on Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Our Common Ground. Where friends come to meet comrades. I'm Janice Grant. You're listening to the Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network. Now back to Alpha. That what we see before our eyes. The sky is green and the grass is blue. But one thing you can't deny, these people are sabotaging this economy and people are sabotaging this country. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Drilling down, just damn. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This is Alpha, hosting the best of pushback talk radio. The Alpha Show, only at TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m. Oh, my God! It's- uh, I love that little sound bite. It, um, it seems to bring out the humor that I must have to keep from going postal. I think postal is a good word. I do believe that um, my secretary (laughs) Uh, no, it's Janice Graham our common ground. She's the CEO, founder, CEO of TruthWorks Network, and uh, I refer to her as my big sister. And then when it comes to stuff on the computer, she's my secretary. 
Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just taking up space. She often um, ridicules, admonishes, um, give it a name about um, me taking a break. I take a break. <laughs> I mean, I mean, take. I've, I've got a break for life. I'm in take a break mode. I want you to listen to um, Keith Overman. He's back. And the killing is part of bottom. This is what I like about Keith Overman. He disseminates his thoughts and his criticisms as I would about these Republicans. And I don't give a damn who knows. <laughs> Before I you <laughs> I'm a little afraid of this. Five one six 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 nine five one six five six one. Thank you for calling Truth Works Network. Welcome to the Alpha Show where the truth must be spoken more than once. Yeah, Brother Alpha, you're bringing it tonight. Well, Janice, thank you. And uh, how are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. I, I hated to hear what you announced at the beginning of your broadcast, but we'll talk about that later because uh, it makes me nervous. Um, okay. I know you're glad, you, you know, I, I know you're glad that Keith Oberman is back. But um, in the midst of this Supreme Court nomination confirmation hearing, um, we know that it is going to go forth. One of the things that the Democrats have done well, surprisingly well, is that they have been able to highlight the critical issues about Trump's candidacy and his record. I was particularly so impressed. If I had some pom-poms, you know, I used to keep pom-poms in my house. Uh <laughs> But when we made the move, we got rid of the pom-poms. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about pom-poms. But I, but I, get, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we had we had a budding grand princess who thought she was a budding cheerleader when she was little, so we kept the pom-poms. But anyway, um, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse yesterday introduced to America the actual foundation from which the strategy to uh, place conservative Federalist Society candidates into the Supreme Court. He outlined so succinctly 
the, the idea for Americans to understand why this is so important to Republicans. And they've been on, just like you said, they don't go home. They've been on this mission, and they have used every strategy. Their strategies have worked when they uh, blocked Obama nominations to the federal bench, when they blocked um, Garland's nomination to the Supreme Court. And had they been, had the situation been reversed and the Republicans were in the White House, the Republican president, whether it's George W. Bush or Donald J. Trump, would have um, used vacation time um, and placed the people that that they needed uh, during, I, I can't think of the word, um, is vacation when the, when the when when the work of well, the Congress well, was suspended. Well, while they're on vacation, he would have uh, he would have appointed these people judges. Exactly. He should have done that. Exactly. The what do they now, What do they call that, Janet? It's called. Um, it's not suspension. It's congressional. Oh God, I can't think of it. It's not worth. It, it means that the the business of the Congress had been suspended for a period of time. We need to learn, and you know, it's really interesting that I am saying we. We need to learn from that. We need to learn from a lot of things that they their strategies the reason that they have a lot more victories than we have is their strategies work um they have more things. and and i think that white house did just an amazing job he was awesome um recognizing that there's nothing that they can do that will stop this nomination aside from um, convincing uh, some Republican uh, senators to refuse to vote on the on the on, on the confirmation question. But here's my question: because they had this opportunity. Because we are 20 days before an election, I am not understanding that while Donald Trump is on NBC News tomorrow night, which I am boycotting NBC and MSNBC all day tomorrow, I will not watch anything that they broadcast tomorrow. I don't not normally uh, uh, tune into NBC News, but I do... Um, tune in to select programs on MSNBC. And I am not understanding why they allow, they because Donald Trump did not want to face Joe Biden in another debate that they gave him this opportunity. 
Now, Joe Biden is going to be on at the same time on ABC as Donald Trump will be on NBC. I am not understanding why the Democratic Party is not sponsoring a forum tomorrow night uh, or Friday night to be televised nationally to discuss dark money and the corruption of the Supreme Court and to discuss the 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 issue of expanding the court and why i mean it, it's almost like they do an oh well i'm not understanding that and you're absolutely right this amy barrett woman she lied and dodged, and if you believe anything that came out of her mouth on yesterday, then all we need to do is to nominate either the Stanford uh, Computer Lab or the MIT Computer Lab to handle all Supreme Court cases. Because no, she is simply saying that her experience, that her previous ideas um, have no bearing. She is also, and something that we need to highlight, is that she is simply saying that there is no room for expanding the understanding of constitutional law in the context of contemporary living. That makes no sense. Because if that makes sense, that means that essentially, unless it is explicitly said in law, black people have in this country the descendants of uh, shadow American shadow slavery have no rights. They are not real people. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm not understanding that we have all we can weaponize all of this. And a good message. And that's what we're not doing. This is why I say we do not message as we should. And when you ask, oh my goodness, when you ask about why they have more think tanks than we have, and they set this up, they've got Alec, they've got the. Um, why don't we have a Federalist Society? Why don't why why don't the Democrats what? have a Federalist society? A progressive society. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's the that's the um sixty four thousand dollar question. Okay, let me ask you another question, and I'm going to stop asking it because I have a whole bunch of questions, and one of them is nobody asks the decency question, pose the decency question on yesterday. And that is, if you say that you believe in the, in the, in the, in the power and spirit of the Constitution, if you say you are moral, if you say and claim that you are decent, why are you accepting a nomination 
from this president because it will taint your entire legacy as a justice. Well, and you know the question the, the question could have been simply have you no decency madam <laughs> oh but then you know to feigned indignation coming from the right the, the democrats always capitulate their feigned you know indignation. and i just i i just wish somebody would just punch senator kennedy in his fucking face i'm sorry in <laughs> his face no. So, no. It, it, you know, and 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 the thing is, she has, and I posted in the in the chat room. She has eight thousand of her sorority sisters, of which uh, I used to be one, and I withdrew my membership. It is a sorority of. Law school female law school graduates, eight thousand of those members petitioned her to withdraw, and in that petition indicated that someone who practiced law for two years and the only case she worked on was Gore v. v. Bush, and was a a a a, um, um, a judge for two years and being put in place just for this seat. They have been waiting. They put her in place four years ago, two years ago, waiting, waiting for 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 Justice Ginsburg to die. They needed, they needed a female... Evangelical, handmaiden, puppet of the Federalist Society to go into that seat, and they made her a they made her a judge in preparation. <clears throat> and she, she took had, a seat. She took a seat that was that Obama had nominated a black woman for. Her. Here in in the district in here in Chicago, and Mitch McConnell blocked it and held the seat open and put her into this seat. Exactly. And now there exactly. are no black people on the yeah, appellate Denise, court in this area. Yeah, Janice. I think her name is Janice Micah, or Mises, or something like that. But yeah. But yeah. um, here 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 are questions that should be in a televised in i i'm 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 in in a te, in a nationally televised forum and the democrats should be having one every day every day for 20 days like i said janice they lack they lack a level of of messaging coming from the RNC, the D Triple C, the entire you know the entire cast of Democratic senators, the Wall Street uh, 
Democrats and, you know, it, it, the progressives have to take that, grab them by the throat, and drag them to the left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another question. About, Another question. With, with with the with the nonsense that he did around people who live in assisted living and nursing homes this week, there should been should have been a mailing to every registered voter in Arizona, Maine, and Florida Ohio. around Trump's Ohio. plan for social. Well, Ohio is not. Is not it's not the same. These are these are uh, states that uh, have a high retirement rate. People go to those states uh, to retire, and Trump's entire history of planning and and scheming to um, Mickey Mouse around with Social Security and Medicare should be a mailing going to all of those people, all of those registered voters. Very specific, very specific. So, you know, that's 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 one thing, and uh, it's just so much stuff that they are not doing. And I just don't see the Democratic Committee um, – uh, steam behind uh, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I don't see it. And and oh, I just want to say this, and then I'm going to get off, and you could talk about all the stuff I was talking about. One more thing, <laughs> Alpha. I am one of those people who believes that this whole Walter Reed, I got COVID, Rose Garden bullshit, is nothing but a huge scheme, scam scheme. I am one of those people. Because if you look at what we know and suspect about his medical history, I suspect that those drugs that they keep talking about they gave him and now he's superhuman, would have caused some extreme complications for him, and he wouldn't have been out of it in, what, five days? I suspect that they targeted certain people to indicate as a supporting cast, Chris Christie, his wife, his son, Mike Lee, no, do you notice that those were the people people who over the last six months had every opportunity to be in that presented itself for them to become infected, but they all became infected at one time? Well, all of these but people. But Bill Barr was infected. Now Bill, that, Bill Barr, now that seems to be. Bill Barr, be Mark Meadows. Those those two didn't Giuliani, get infected. Rudy yes. Giuliani. I don't know. I I didn't see I didn't see Giuliani at the Rose uh, Rose. We can't he even call it the a Rose Garden anymore. Him. Okay. He was on the plane. But, with but what I'm saying. What I'm saying. It was the perfect 
storm at a time where he was so politically vulnerable. I'm just saying. And I'm 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 sticking with it and I've been sticking with it ever since it happened. That it was a it was a scam. Well, I just don't I, I'll, I'll, it I'll be honest. His, his illness doesn't hold the profile. His illness doesn't right. hold the profile of, of, of the of I'm, the infection. You're absolutely right, but I'll put you. I'll put it to you like this: Whatever he does, I don't want him to drop dead in the next twenty days. After that, have at it. But. Uh, <laughs> One of my neighbors said that to me today. His illness can be whatever he wants it to be. But the Democrats are missing out on that. They should be Mm -hmm. parading out. There's something wrong with it. It's something wrong. If you had 19 people and they all... Uh, became infected, and all 19 of them had mild symptoms, and they're all now well? Well, you, you're absolutely that, right. That, I'm that, not. It, 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 statistically, uh, statistically, it doesn't fit. Somebody should have died, and somebody should be sick <laughs> for the next six months. <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, it it, it, it makes no sense. Um, Mike Lee, overweight. Bill Barr was in everybody's face. Kelly Ann Conley, she looks like she hasn't had a decent meal in in eighteen years. I mean, it, there's there's something very wrong with this picture. Yes. Some. Oh, 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 and here's the other thing. Of all the other people, everybody up front, everybody up front, the, everybody that got infected was all up front, and all the people right. in the in the back didn't get infected. Right. Right. Uh-uh. right. I ain't buying it. I'm I ain't buying it. I am you. not buying that Donald Trump, who even looks like uh, he's not healthy who was wheezing before he was infected, who was breathless before he was infected. He always struck me as a person who who was asthmatic. I, I don't, you know, just from the wheezing when he talks in the whole nine yards. But you can't tell me a man of his age, they drag into a hospital and give drugs and steroids you went with me, you, you were, uh, no, you weren't, but uh, steroids, okay. But <coughs> my point is that the drugs would have kept him alone, would have kept him out of play for much longer. He came back and he's totally healthy, uh, totally ready for the world. I don't buy it. Well, Janice, 
Okay, but Janice, you were buying, you were shopping, and what they expect you to buy. I'll tell you like this. I don't give a damn whether he has it or not. When he declared that he had it, the Democrats should have pounced then. They should have pounced on this idea of herd immunity and the fact that herd immunity No, that was before he had it. Before he had it, when he was paying somebody on the White House staff to be on the task force, et cetera, et cetera, talking that craziness, uh, they should, I I, I just, that's what they should have, they should have jumped on it two weeks before he got ill or said he was ill. You've turned turned his lead into a major obsession. Damn whether or not he's got it or not. You beat them over the head with what you got. And what you have is a horrible mismanagement of this virus and the response to it when it came out. They will say it's China's fault. Well, hell, Ebola was Africa's fault. And the H1N1 was China's fault, too. But we handled that because there was a federal response. There was leadership. You do not allow them. He brought this up and got infected. You hammered the hell out of him about his inability to keep America safe. He can't even keep his White House safe. And when when they... When you hear them talking about uh, herd immunity, and you the, the, the doctor Atlas, he was a, he's a neurologist. He's not even a epidemiologist. They are yeah. incompetent to know yeah, in. And you well, the White House doctor up. is a oh, the White House doctor is an osteopath. He's not he's not um uh internal medicine doctor. He went to an alternative <laughs> medical school. You attack them for the obvious. And that's one thing you can you you tell you tell the American people. He's taking he's getting his advice from incompetent people. People who don't know. Well, what the they hell they see him. About. They 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 see him standing there looking uh, looking more healthy than he's looked in the last two months. So I they buy it. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. You you point it. You know Look why they buy the it? Because because they haven't brought up the fact that this is a thirty thousand twenty seven thousand time liar. And you simply call him a liar. Yeah, yeah. And you and make they, that and they fail to do you that. Say, yeah. You call him liar enough so it can stick. This isn't about uh, Biden or Kamala Harris. This isn't a vote for Biden or Kamala Harris. This entire election is a vote against Donald Trump. And until you start dancing on that floor... You can play music all your life. Yeah. But as long yeah. as we allow him to grab the narrative and seize the 
news of the day. He will, and we'll be following his stories in the ball field like lapdogs. It makes no sense to allow him to project and lie because he is just that. Now he's pissed off at Barr and all of these so-called internal investigations that have, have basically brought nothing. And now he's threatening the people who are supposed to be getting it to him. And if I was one of those people, I would go and do an interview and tell the American people that everything that he was wanted us to do was a lie. He's, he's bringing up Hunter Biden. And instead of the Democrats saying, isn't it strange that when he couldn't get the Ukraine to taint Hunter Biden, when he could get no one else to taint Hunter Biden, now he's down to accusing Hunter Biden with no evidence. He's desperate. And as long as you keep him desperate by attacking him, you attack him in Georgia, you attack him in Florida, North Carolina, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. You attack him, and you don't get your foot up off the gas until he's gone. And when he's gone, you go and arrest him. Well, that ain't going to happen either. So I don't have any... Well, it ain't going to Janice, you're telling me, and you don't forget now, you told me that he was going to win by hook or crook. I'm telling you yeah, that he's going to lose. I still think that. Well, I'm we'll telling see. you he's we'll going to lose in a landslide. In 20 well, days, the only way, the only way that he will, the only way that he will lose is this: Putin has decided that his he hasn't gotten shit for his money. I'm not even counting Vladimir Putin in. I'm telling you, I've got the crow, the cold, the cold crow stew ready to bring you so you can eat crow. He will not win. He will not okay. win this election, period. Okay, okay. You know, India is in your um, chat room talking about I haven't caught up on this thing with Ice Cube, so maybe India will give you a call because I don't know well, anything about it. India is using the. I saw, I saw him, I saw the uh, the, the clip of him, and he began to talk, and he hadn't gotten out ten words, and I said, "Oh hell no, f him," and I'm I'm like, you know. Ice Cube is a bunch of noise at this point. He's 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 in that category with Kanye West now. And you know, it's it's like why is it that at what point will black people stand up? What point will black people stand up for themselves? They talk about nobody's done more for black people than Donald Trump. Really? Donald Trump has killed a bunch of us with this COVID. You know. Oh, is that what he it, said? It's not, 
It's not her. I don't know what he said. Like I said, I stopped listening to him. I didn't listen to what he said. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I knew a bunch of BS was going to come out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he says that... um, you know, he's waiting for Obama to do what, well, um, um, and tomorrow will be another freak tweet festival for him. So, Alpha, thank you, and um, I'm just going, my, I'm, I'm doing my, my fist bump for Sheldon Whitehouse until the end oh, of the week. He basically burned him to the ground. And the Democrats, I mean, they should follow his lead. They should, well, they should d- go in hard. They should go in hard on Coney Barrett and call her out as the fraud that she is. The, yeah. the lack that, of it, experience. Did you notice that I titled your show tonight, I'm a cuss brief? As a as opposed to Amica's brief. <laughs> no, I didn't. You didn't even catch it. You didn't even I catch didn't it. The title it. of your show tonight is Amica's brief. Like I'm a Amica's brief. Uh, no, Janice. See, you don't even pay attention to what your secretary be doing. (laughs) I could have, I could have written to the bank and told them to send me fifty thousand dollars out on your behalf. (laughs) I I try to tell you that uh, all I all I want to do is learn how to tune in. (laughs) Then I get to open my mouth and start talking. You think I'm you think I'm playing at eight fifteen I started prepping for the show. At eight fifteen yeah, yeah. I started prepping for a nine o'clock show. None of this And you know is, and you know I spent all day Friday and Saturday on my show. That's all right, Alpha. I'm trying to catch up that. with you one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good night. Thank you for calling, Dennis. It's Janice Graham of our common ground, the uh, CEO, uh, founder, head editor, you give it a name, of TruthWorks Network. And without her, I wouldn't be on there. Hell, I got better things. <laughs> I got better things to do. 516-666-9516. Anybody who found out what Ice Cube was talking about, uh, uh, call me and let me know. Meanwhile, this is Keith Olbermann. I got two parts of this. This is part one of Keith Olbermann. And now it is Mike Pence who will not guarantee that he and 25th Amendment boy will accept the outcome of the election. And Senator Mike Lee of Utah tweeted late last night that democracy isn't the objective. Liberty, peace, and prosperity are. We want the human condition to flourish. Ranked democracy can thwart that. 
And the FBI today has revealed it has arrested six, quote, militia members, unquote, who wanted to kidnap Governor Whitmer of Michigan, conduct some sort of trial of her, and violently overthrow the state government and had gotten so far as two surveillance trips to her summer home. Happily, none of those three things have anything in common. Oh, yeah, they do. April 17th, Twitler said, liberate Michigan. October 8th, armed right-wing terrorist arrested for trying to overthrow the government of Michigan. And a Trump stooge, Jason Miller, just attacked Governor Whitmer on Fox News for the crime of hating Donald Trump. Stochastic terror, saying the words, getting the subhuman sadists to oil up their weapons and carry it out. In addition to the six arrested, the FBI should be advocating charging Trump as an unindicted co-conspirator. And it all ties together, because while it was comforting to watch Kamala Harris school Pence, and yes, the bug in Pence's hair reminded us that 50 billion flies can't be wrong, but if tonight you are still thinking of them, you missed yet another unmistakable warning that this administration is willing to try to end the tradition of peaceful transfer of power. Will Trump accept the election results if he loses, the moderator asked the falsely pious failed talk show host last night. First, Pence deflected, quote, I must tell you, Senator, your party has spent the last three and a half years trying to overturn the results of the last election. Certainly that invoking of the impeachment is the most acrobatic twist in American political history. The impeachment would not have overturned the election. It would have given us President Mike Pence. Apparently Mike Pence doesn't know this. Asked again, Pence got down to Trump's dream of a coup. Quote, if we have a free and fair election, we know we're going to have confidence in it, he said. And I believe in my heart that President Trump will be reelected for four more years. Wrong answer, fascist. It was more mundane, less theatrical than Trump's threats, than Trump's tautology of, I'll accept a free and fair election result, and I'll also decide what's free and what's fair. But it all means the same thing. These creatures, Trump, Pence, Barr, Radcliffe, the others, they are authoritarians for whom the word democracy is nothing more than a brand name, and they will use any means available to stay in power. It is clear in retrospect now that in June, Trump and Pence and Barr and the rest of them tested one option for staying in power, the attack on the peaceful protesters in Lafayette Park, who were in the way of Trump's Bible photo op on June 1st, was, I am now convinced, less about clearing paths than it was about gauging the use of future force. It was about seeing whether or not the military would support Trump staying in office regardless of the outcome of the election. Would they do anything Trump asked? The answer came quickly. A day later, on June 2, when Trump floated using the Insurrection Act against the protesters, the Pentagon leaked to several reporters its discomfort with even the possibility of it. The same day, the Secretary of Defense leaked, backed away from the photo op, said he was told they were going there to inspect damage. The next day, June 3rd, was the Day of the Generals. The Secretary of Defense went on record to say the Insurrection Act was only as good as a last resort and, quote, we are not in one of those situations now. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs the same day issued an order reminding all troops that they owe their loyalty to the Constitution. The commandant of the National Guard issued a reminder about the Constitution having precedence over the president. The commandant of the Marine Corps sent out a memo to his own troops reminding them they are against discrimination in this country and against division. Trump's original Secretary of Defense the same day described him as a threat to the Constitution and compared Trump to the Nazis. 
These were not coincidences. They were warnings to Trump from the generals. This is not to say a beaten Trump would not try to use the military by inspiring or staging the proverbial Reichstag fire. But those three days in June suggested that if he suddenly announced the election had been compromised by China or Iran, it is doubtful that our military leaders would listen to him. So the play that Trump and Pence are making no effort to hide is not a military coup per se, but rather to inspire these militias like the terrorists in Michigan to turn Election Day into chaos and then sue to overturn the election because Election Day was chaos. If they get Judge Barrett on the court and they get enough Republicans to support it and they get a close enough voting outcome, they may try Bush v. Gore on the grand scale. Yet, without broad support from pliant rank-and-file Republicans, it cannot happen. And sure enough, in a Washington Post story today from Robert Costa, there are the hints that some Republicans are trying to back away from Trump underscored those priceless moments when Martha McSally in the Arizona Senate debate the other night was almost pretending she did not recognize Trump's name. Even Senator Cornyn of Texas, who you would not think was smart enough to do so, was quoted criticizing Trump. But if the military won't keep Trump in power and the members of the Republican Party seem to be less likely than ever before to risk arrest for an attempted coup, why is Trump still refusing to say he will leave? And why did bland old Pence echo him in last night's debate? I think I know why. To figure this part out, we must recognize the true depth of the darkness by understanding what might be a more awful truth still standing behind this demonic president. Our best-case scenario, our brightest outcome on Election Day is a landslide, so thorough and unequivocal that even Trump's enablers, the Republican Party, political whores, every one of them, will not go out onto the limb with him and try to overturn his election defeat in the courts or on the streets or with the military. It must be a win so overwhelming that they and these maggots who believe in fascism, the kind that Donald Trump has already brought to this country, scurry back into their holes, disbelieving and shocked, but, like him, ultimately interested only in one thing, saving their own asses. Our best-case scenario is a defeated Trump having no alternative but to concede defeat. And yet, you know in your heart what would follow even that decisive and blessed moment if Trump actually accepts losing, he will not even pause for breath before he immediately announces that he is seeking the presidency in 2024. And therein lies the real terror of this time of the madman, what he revealed about America and to the unprincipled scum who have been for decades merely pretending they are not racist, they are not homophobic, they are not anti-Semitic, they are not anti-democracy, they are not obsessed with violence and death, the shy haters what he revealed is they will not go away just because Trump concedes an election. They have been authenticated by him. They have been told that their failures are somebody else's fault. They have been reassured that their worthlessness is the result of enemy A or enemy B or enemy C. They have been given five years in the sunlight, and they are a blight that will be with us for generations. And they will be with us for generations. This bit about Trump seeking the presidency in 24, you can erase that by doing your job and arresting him 
at the state level in the Southern District of New York and at the federal level for obstruction of justice. You turn him into a felon and disqualify him. You turn his son into a felon and disqualify both of them. And you turn the pixie little Ivanka into a felon and rid yourself of this blight, as Oberman calls it. Don't allow them to get away with this. They have profited some $400 million off the presidency. Prosecute them on the RICO Act, confiscating all of their profits through ill-gotten gains. You see, we simply don't fight like they fight. 516-666-9516. I'm still waiting to hear what Ice Cube said. So, Andy, if you're out there, call and tell me what Ice Cube said. It's part two. There can be no mistaking what is ahead of us in this best of possible scenarios, a period in which a Trump-led minority will continue to terrorize this country. And Trump, whose only barely human delight comes from the applause of the morons in the crowd, will seek that pleasure again and endlessly until the day he dies. We unleashed this terrorism via the activating mechanism of reality television. Trump unleashed his terrorists via the activating mechanism of encouraging them to hate. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. So let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Remember it, even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it, means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. All right, let me explain what the headlines are. Every day here on YouTube, we will go through them rather rapidly and obviously begin with the commentary that you just saw. But let me give you a little uh, news of the day, as they say. The number one story here, I think, is Pelosi announcing during the day that they're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment tomorrow. There will be a press conference. As somebody who's long supported the use of the 25th Amendment, it is a little confusing as to what it applies to. 
She will be introducing legislation and discussing on Friday to establish a commission on introduction on presidential capacity, legislation on presidential capacity to discharge the powers and duties of office. This is essentially clarifying and codifying the 25th Amendment. I think it is also largely to scare the crap out of Trump. Because obviously, if this legislation passed to figure out what the 25th Amendment means and how it can be used, rather than simply having a vote of the people who support the president in power to say he's nuts or he's infirm or he cannot fulfill his duties, to have some sort of process by making that happen. If it were passed, I think he might veto it. I think in the short term, its value is as follows. It will, ironically enough, cause him to discharge his duties. The virtual debate news the debate commission says number two, the town hall, will have the candidates in different. Okay. Uh, 516 Let me go to the phones. 646. Thank you for calling the Alpha Hi. Show. Welcome to Truth Works Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Oh, you think so? Listen, Alpha is Jay. Let, let's get to this right well, quick. Who else would it be? Hey, hey, let's get to this right quick. If Biden gets in the office, I want to know two things. Is he going to make Washington and Seattle a state? Excuse me. Washington and Puerto Rico a state? And is he going to pack the court? If he doesn't do those things, two things, if he got control of the Congress and the Senate, then it goes to show you that he's nothing more than a corporate puppet. And he's a friend of the Republican Party. Jay, he's a corporate puppet now. We already know this isn't an election uh, for Joe Biden. This is an election against Donald Trump. And you're absolutely right. He should make D.C. and Puerto Rico states. He should pack the courts. And uh, I agree with packing them to 10. Put 10, 10 new uh, Supreme Court justices on. Because yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, when I Republicans would put 10 on. get in charge, they, they'll, they'll put 10 more on, and we will basically, the Supreme Court, it'll be nullified. It'll mean nothing. Yeah. Roberts yeah. and their majority is gone. Because, like I say, and I'll say this for the next three weeks, the only way Trump will win is through the Supreme Court. That's the only way he will win. I just don't see him winning it vote-wise. Now, I saw an interesting thing today talking about if he... If he wins North Carolina and Florida, then he'll win the electrical college. Um, which, hey, it is what it is. But the, re- the reality if, if is... If he wins North Carolina... Yeah, they said North Carolina and Florida. If he wins North Carolina and Florida, then it's basically a wrap. That's what they're saying. I, I don't know. I, he's, I just he's funny. read it. He's funny. He's going to lose Arizona. He's going to lose Nevada. No, I'm talking about Biden. <laughs> Biden. No, no, no. Listen. If Biden, uh, also, listen. If Biden wins. 
Listen, they're saying if Biden wins Florida and North Carolina, then he'll win the electoral college. If Biden wins Florida, it's a wrap. Trump can't win. If he doesn't win Florida, he cannot win. Well, the bottom the bottom line is, and it really boils down to one thing. What are these white folks gonna do? That's all it boils down to, because they're they're positioning themselves with the Supreme Court to be able to hold on to whiteness in the country unless Biden decides if they get control of the Senate to really stand up and act accordingly and put things into play. Now, the only reason that I think that white people may not vote now for Trump is because now that they see what he's doing to the Affordable Care Act, I think they're scared as hell about what he may do to Social Security and Medicare. So the bottom line well, down to this. Well, well, yeah, but I'm saying that may be the one thing that may not allow them now to to vote for him, but I think they'll be satisfied knowing that um, the Supreme Court is in their control and things of that nature, and they can always turn around and put them back in office in four years. But, you know, that's the reality, I you believe. I could be you can't put a But the way you can't put that against the security and Medicare, and, and listen to this. If you notice, the Democrats are not even talking about that and trying to let the people know that that is in danger. That's why I say the Democrats and the Republicans are basically the same people. I, I really feel that oh, way based on oh, how the narrative is being That's what everyone says. Everyone says the same thing. They're the same, two different wings on the same bird. I agree with basically. that. They're the lesser of two evils. And I ask you, when has this country been anything other than evil? Well, well, hey, the bottom, the bottom line is this. We're going to remember this. You know, everybody talks about Obama and what Obama didn't do. You got to remember something. Joe Biden has the same type of you mean passion. That's why, that's why the progressives no, grabbed him. He the same type of thing for getting along with Republicans that Obama did that turned around no, but, in yeah, the most but, 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 no, 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 let me I, ask you I'm this. That. If that's the case, why couldn't they do that to Obama? Say what? If that's the case, why couldn't they do that to Obama? Why could they do what to Obama? There weren't enough progressives. New York had a 30, 30, what, 30, 30 year uh, Democrats. There weren't enough progressives. Who won? Oh, so in two thousand and that there's more progressives in the Congress in in, in the Senate to put pressure on 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 Joe Biden to do the right thing. That's what you're saying. 
At this point, yes. Yes. He, and think like about it. He's got, the, he's got the dance with them that brung us. Hey, Jay, I've got another call, man. I appreciate your call. Right, let me take, let man. me grab this other call. Thanks a lot for Go calling, ahead. Jay. All right. All right, now. Let me see here. 281. 281, thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Hey there, uh, Alpha. Uh, how you doing? And uh, a good hey, show Andy, tonight. How you doing? Yeah, what I'm. Did, I'm, what I'm, I'm well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So let me just like jump to this. So of course, you know, Ice Cube has been, uh, you know, on social media uh, extensively, uh, you know, speaking to the issues and challenges uh, that our community is obviously uh, ongoing and struggling with. So uh, so apparently, uh, currently, he's taking tremendous heat on social media uh, because uh, there was a reach out uh, between um, uh, uh, his camp and, uh, and 45's camp. So um, uh, what, what Ice Cube has been talking about some time is the contract with Black America. And if, you, if, you, if your audience hasn't checked this out, um, I would advise them to check out contract with blackamerica.us and you'll see it right up there on uh, Ice Cube's uh, website. So uh, apparently um, um, uh, Cube uh, reached out to uh, uh, both campaigns, uh, Biden uh, and Trump. Uh, apparently, uh, according to reports, Biden's camp said that they'll get back with him uh, after the uh, election. And um, uh, Trump uh, and his camp uh, uh, obviously uh, reached out uh, in regards to uh, Cube and his uh, platform and 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 perspectives, uh, and so he's taking uh, heat for that. My issue with it is this: um, in a normal Republican Party. Um, I can halfway see it. They are all liars. They are all compromised. They are all corrupted in some way by some lobbyist group. Uh, as you spoke earlier, this is not about Biden or Senator Harris to me. It is, it's, it's, it's great that she's the first African-American woman on a major ticket to have come this far and all that. But to me, this is not about that. This is about – this election is about getting – this crew up out of here. Get this trash out. That's what this is about, period. So they could put Boo Boo the Fool up there, and I think people would be in lines, as I was yesterday, uh, and, 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 and waited in line um, um, uh, to vote. So, so uh, uh, and it was a long line, and thank God I got there early, so well, I still had to wait, but I didn't have to wait as long as some people because they got there later than me. I got there when it was, you know, black early, super early in the morning. Okay, so uh, with a with a halfway normal Republican uh, administration, I could somewhat see sitting down with anyone who will uh, 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 seriously uh, uh, and soberly um, uh, uh, take in the perspectives and begin to have a dialogue over serious 
um, uh, a social infrastructure um, uh, uh, necessities that must be addressed or the country is just going to con- continue to spiral out and it's practically damn near over already. So, But with this particular um, uh, administration, um, uh, in the face of now almost 220,000 Americans dead, including my brother, over 7 million, uh, hell, I think we're almost to 8 million people infected, which including him, uh, and his family, uh, which makes 8 million more people have a pre-existing condition, um, um, uh, making them even more desperately in need of long-term, serious, affordable health care, uh, uh, with this administration having violated um, uh, environmental um, uh, 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 practices and protocols, of uh, 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 having uh, sicked his people out on everyday Americans uh, peacefully protesting with this particular uh, uh, person uh, in there, I, 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 I see no value in connecting and communicating with, with this quote at all. It ain't nothing this individual or his crew can say. There's nothing to be said. Well, this trash needs to be out. Bring somebody sane in if the repubs have anybody who fits that criteria, uh, and and then maybe we can have a talk with them. So, so, so I'm for just to be clear, I'm for dealing with anyone who can deal with the difficult, real raw right now. But these cats ain't it, and so I tend to agree. With the with the heat that he's taking, Ice Cube is taking on the social media, not with these cats. So you want to sit with another one, and and again, they are all liars. They are all compromised. They are all corrupted. So with that being said, you're dealing with the people in the midst of that Shark Tank who can who can possibly. Um, um, uh, 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 connect and have some sense of um, um, uh, humanity uh, to deal with the uh, historic um, uh, 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 socially violated infrastructure that is um, uh, America's uh, African-American population and the blatant, outright uh, 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 terroristic uh, policies that we have had to endure for hundreds of years. So that's why I said what I said in your chat room. I know it was strong, uh, but I stand by it. Not these cats. These cats, you know, some people you just can't deal with. You, you, you know what I mean? I mean, like, not everybody you can have a conversation with. And it's not, this is not the time to play pretend and to act as though. Uh, this situation is not on fire. Uh, and the arsonist is who you're sitting and speaking with. So I'm not going to sit and speak with the arsonist when the arsonist is who burned my neighborhood down. I don't need to talk to them. Uh, uh, we need to take care of the arsonist and, 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 and have the arsonist up out of the way and then bring in someone who is not an arsonist and get with them and have lunch with them and chop it up with them. But I don't expect or want or need or have any 
uh, 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 tolerance for sitting with an arsonist uh, in terms of putting the fire out. You got to call a spade a spade. You got to call an arsonist an arsonist. And when you got a fire, an arsonist is really not who you need at the table. And that was my point. Well, India, let me say this. This bit about Trump running in 2024, he's got two problems, Father Time and the Southern District of New York. He will be a felon. I don't care how much jail time he does, but he will be a felon. He will be disqualified. His sons will be felons. His daughter will be felons. And that's how that should play out. You don't allow felons to all of a sudden hijack another four years after they've been thrown out of office. I don't think either one of them could win in 2024. I don't think the stars would align the same way with Russia. I believe that when they prosecute Trump, they will prosecute him under the RICO Act, basically stripping him of everything. And if you don't watch him, he'll fly off to Russia for asylum. And I would just hope that the American people, and I am a very strong anti-Republican, I don't see a big plus for Democrats either, but those are the two choices. The Green Party ain't about a damn thing. And neither is any other third or fourth party. They're not about a damn thing. Correct. Waste your vote if you want. But Donald Trump is done. He has alienated 60% of this country. And they will show you in 20 days or in... 27 days, however long it takes to count these votes. And him running to him running to um, to uh, go to the Supreme Court, I don't think the Supreme Court has the stomach for this uh, constitutional crisis. The people will have spoken. And if you override the people's speak, you're asking for trouble. That is and correct. That's basically, the, that's basically the bottom line, India. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Normally, uh, you, you know me, uh, Alpha. Normally, uh, you know I tend to kind of get into the personalities of the of the of the of the prospective candidates and and uh, 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 you know uh, you know like an extensive profile on you know like on who the cat is and you know, get the show behind the show and all that. Not this time. This time, this is about one thing, as you stipulated earlier uh, in your program. This is about getting him out. This is like an abusive relationship, and you don't, no matter how much, baby, baby, please love me, baby, baby, I love you, baby, baby, uh uh-uh. You are done. So the abuse that the American people have had to endure for these four years is unforgivable and, in my opinion, criminal. 
So there is no discussing, there is no talking to, there is no sitting down, there is no collaborating, meeting, nothing. This is about guillotine out. Get it out, all of it. All of them, the whole crew, the whole tribe, the, 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 since they love to walk around with no mask and all that, all the all the all the face paint and all this, they need to get the edit edit out. That's what this is about. And I think that the the visceral the visceral nerve that Ice Cube hit was trying to in any way work with these cats. I don't give a damn uh, right now. This is about. Bubo, you got to go, and all of your little ass-kissing cronies got to get the fuck up out of here. Then whoever, y- bring somebody that's cooler, bring it on down, get somebody that's sane up in here so we can talk to them because you mofos have, as my grandmother would say, y'all done told your ass, and it ain't no coming back after you tell your ass. You're done. So I think that is the visceral nerve that Mr. Ice Cube hit, and I think that's what he's taking heat on. So I love the contract uh, with Black America. Love it. But with these cats, uh uh-uh. They're bullshitting. This is all a sham and a show. This is trash in and trash out. You vote trash in, and this is what you get. So this is what America voted in, and this is what we got. So now we've got to get the trash out. Get the Drano, get the get the get the plunger, get the whatever we need, and stand your ass in line as I did yesterday early in the morning before the sun came up and was freezing and all of that. I just stood there with my big person and all that and just vote. And you know what? You know who I voted for? I voted not only for my grandchildren, I voted for my brother who cannot vote anymore because he died from COVID because of the incompetence from these fools. So with that, that's what I was speaking to in your chat room. That's why last week I couldn't come on the air because it's too hot. So go out and vote and stand there. I don't give a damn if it's 24 hours. Bring a pillow. Bring a, bring a, bring a, bring a chair. Act like it's a Jay-Z concert and you're waiting in line to go to that. Vote. No matter what you do, vote. Vote for your family. Vote for your children. Vote for every goddamn uh, 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 disrespectful, uh, 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 abusive uh, tweet and bullshit that this that this four years has been about. You stand there and wiggle your toes. Wear some big toe boxes. It's not the time for pointy toe shoes. Wear some big toe box. Get you a big. Ronald McDonald toe box ass tennis shoe with a good with a good uh, arch support as I was wobbling, you know, getting my arch support right and wiggling my toes as I stood in line for all them goddamn hours and you stand there and you know what? You friggin' vote. That's what you do because this has to go. And that is what Ice Cube is tiddling with. And so that's why I said what I said in your, in, 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 in your chat room. Didn't mean to be crass. But I had to bring what I was feeling, and that's what that's what we're dealing with. I don't give a damn about Biden. I don't care how many liver spots he got. I don't care how he got a comb his okay. hair over the back of his head and all that. I don't give a damn about none of that. Vote. Thank you, India. I love you, Alpha. Thank you. Thank very you. Much, Take care. Thank you for your call. That is a very riled up, very fired up 
I declare the real raw right now of the Indian Declare show on Fridays, 10 o'clock. Look, I don't care if Joe Biden, don't tell me how many babies he kicked or how many puppies he kicked. This is an anti-Trump vote. And the House will come down and rain down on him for this vote. I want to thank India Declare. I want to thank Jay, and I want to thank Janice Graham for their calls. And uh, remember, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I have a mother.